Hardwired for Life. Welcome to the Hardwired for Life podcast with hosts Jana Rawling and Sharon Luzzi. We are hardwired as humans with foundational needs such as love, creativity, and purpose. We believe in teaching and living foundations of love, family, community, worship, and justice. We live to glorify God while helping people passionately pursue Him, feel valued, and create positive change in their lives. They talk about Bob Jones, who's gone home to be with the Lord, and Mike Bickle. In fact, Mike Bickle, I will plug his book, has an excellent book called Growing in the Prophetic, and he goes through the scale of the intercessor or the the hearing God to the office of the prophet. You know, there's stages of it. Right. And there's also the stages of accuracy. So he talks about Bob Jones, and God, he was not prophetic. He was just a pastor who had this church in Kansas City, Missouri, which is now called let's see i hop right kansas city hop yeah house of prayer over there um and he talks about bob jones method and manner which was very standoffish very odd he dressed funny he looked funny he didn't fit in prophet office of a prophet does not fit in um they're often by themselves quite a bit yeah they're not usually in the mix uh, and, and they're very well hidden until God says it's time to come out of the cave. Very <laughs> <The cave. laughs> like David. Hiding in the cave. You know? Um, I'm going to read one little thing here, too, that I wrote. This is just my first chapter. I'm just There's just a couple, like, uh, less details, but not mechanical things. I'll just say it like that. After the death of a prophet, then they are sought after, honored, adored, lifted up into the spotlight. They are brought into remembrance, resurrected, glorified, and hope to be heard from. They are then graced, held up to be an example, and used for wisdom. But isn't it too late? After all, they're already dead. <laughs> and this is what happens to the prophet. This is what happens. And here, here's, another, here's another thing to think about. Imagine the leader of over a million people in a desert being your responsibility. What will you do with them? God is the one you are responsible to. Can you do it? Can you even imagine? Being a prophet is an enduring and humble job. No glamour, no glitz. You can't fake the attributes of a prophet, let alone wish it into existence. The prophet is far from being the center of attention of the body of believers. They are the un unsung heroes of every day, at all times, in every place of their life here on the earth. They know the value and extent of God and his kingdom. God has center stage, no one or nothing else. So Moses, you have to think about Moses. Oh my God, he had all those complaining people. He was responsible for a nation of people. Prophets don't do low level, small. They do very large. They're very... Um, they have to be able to, well, just like in the desert, all the murmuring and complaining, no food, no water, whining and moaning. When is God going to get us out of here? You know, Moses had to endure all that before the Lord. He was that intermediary almost with between them and God, you know. 
Yeah, they didn't want to. They didn't want to talk to him. They didn't want to abide. <laughs> they did not want to do that. Yeah, they're like, you go do it. Right. So, you know, again, being the the prophet is you can't you can't fake it. Um, it it's totally hidden, thankless. Uh, what's we call, we call them long haulers. Long haulers. That's a good way. It's to a long it. haul. It's a for, long for the narrow road. Right. Uh, I was told at some point or read some stuff that even the Jews had been called out of um, Europe before they were sent into the Holocaust. They had prophets at that time calling them to go home. Wow. So the prophet is the one crying in the wilderness often. Because they see what's coming. Uh, the other thing the Lord shared with me, prophets often are anywhere from 30 to 50 years ahead of the people. Yeah, for sure. For the most part. Right. Because they've seen, they see what's coming right. and what God's trying to do, get where he wants them. Which can be a frustrating experience. Absolutely. Because it's like, I know it's coming, but the ship ain't turning. Yep. Oh, wow. yeah. But, you know, the prophet is completely going, it's like the salmon going upstream. Mm -hmm. He's completely going the other direction. I always laughed, uh, some of the ministers I knew, they go, yeah, those prophets, man, we, the whole church is fasting, and the prophet's doing something else. <laughs> you know, the prophet is never in the same moment with the body because right. they're gearing up and grabbing from God what they need to deposit on the earth. Well, and they're on to the next thing. Very much so. You know, and, and one of, I know that one of the signs of a prophet is that, for instance, in a job, when a prophet has worked somewhere, builds the important relationships that they have to in order to get the job done, mm -hmm. uh, functions there, usually in a capacity of uh, making it begin or making it end, mm -hmm. like a catalyst. Absolutely. Um, and then when they leave to go to the next thing, they also just leave the people. And the people are like, why aren't you my friend anymore? And the yeah. prophet's like, dude, I'm on to the next. Yep. You know, I am mm -hmm. can't stay back there in the past. Yes. You know, and it's not something that yeah. they do on purpose. And it's right. not, they're not trying to be rude. It's just, yeah. they're on to the next. Yes. Yes, very much so. And they, um, you know, they're very taken like, you're a snob. You don't like us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why don't you talk to us? Yeah. Because they're often standing there listening to God very intently while they're in a group of people or a smaller group. It doesn't matter. It's like that focus is so strong. Well, they're already down the road. Yeah. You know, like there's nothing. Gosh, maybe I am a prophet. <laughs> uh, you won't like, tell anybody. Like when, uh, <laughs> like you're in a group of people, even like a speaker. They'll start to speak and you're like, okay, done, got it. Next. Yes. You know, and you're just over what they're talking about so quickly. Yes. Because you're just on to the next thing. Yes. It's, it's yes. very annoying. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It just is. And even as a speaker, um, I know I've run into this situation where I'm like, I'll throw something out there and then I go the next thing, go the next thing. And I'm not realizing that the people are still on the fifth five things ago correct you know and so it's really hard especially since i mean for me i was a, a professor a teacher so mm -hmm. 
I had to like force myself to slow down and repeat things. It was so hard to do. Absolutely. I just, I just want to, you know, like here's the information. Move, let's go. Yes. Move on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, here, here's another one. Often the office of the prophet is a teacher. Uh, actually, in the governmental part, they are considered the teacher. Okay. Um, it's funny. And, and here what I'm going to say. It isn't that other people don't have teaching gifts. But as a prophet, when the teaching comes forward, it's very much has to be the truth. It's very black and white. It's I'll just very say, black and yeah, white. there's no, um, well, we're going to look at so-and-so's, what do they call those things, commentaries? Oh, or, yeah. I heard this, maybe I'll adopt this. Nope. Yeah. And it gears everything back to the foundational uh, ways of God. Sure. Often sure. The, the prophet is brought in because society has gone wacko. <laughs> a change needs to happen. Yeah, the change needs to happen to point the people back to the ways of God right. and the heart of God. Um, if someone's ever deterring them from that, it's not. He's not. He or she is not a prophet. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not doesn't work like that. Yeah, being it, being black and white is um, for me. It's a tough one because you know I'm always seeking truth. Always, always seeking truth. And, yes. And that's also the strategist in me as well. You know, I'm always looking for the truth. I'm, and, and because of that, I can be held as self-righteous because I'm right most of the time because I seek the truth. Yes. So it mm -hmm. kind of can backfire a little bit. It, and it does. I'm going to speak to that. Um, often when a prophet is being procured... <laughs> <laughs> when, when a prophet is, is being trained and groomed for his office or her office, because it's so intensive, people really don't understand the pressure cooker and the diamond. I'm going to say the diamond forming that's going on mm -hmm. is so intense in their life. And often those people are the ones that are hardest hit by the enemy. So that person that you think is way messed up, better watch out because that might just be the next office of the prophet in front of you. Right. If they believe in God and they're really, even though it looks really, really bad, that's often the person that's God's using, no matter what you think. For sure. You know, and, and that's so God can impart to them. Okay, Jesus died for everything on the cross and it says Satan tempted him in every way. Well, it isn't that Jesus fell to any of that however as humans we have go through horrible experiences and then we choose out of it a bad filter and then we have more bad things happen but the healing power of god the depth of what god can the work he can do in our hearts for that is so we can actually relate be relatable relatable to the people yeah it takes a lot of work it's a lot of work um <clears throat> excuse me um because a lot of us, uh, see, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a prophet. I'm not a prophet. See, I don't want the responsibility. <laughs> don't tell me that I am. Slap, slap, right? Slap, slap. Yeah, I felt that. <laughs> um, but uh, we just want to get in, get out. Very much so. And, and, yeah. and so often our words, the prophet will seem very um, 
cutting or curt or terse or, you know, because not they're very friendly. not very friendly um, because they're not, <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> it, you know, they're not, they're, they're just not. And, um, you know, re so relationships are tough for the prophet. Are the hardest. Yeah, for They're, the prophet. And I, I want to, uh, I know we got a little off, and that was fine. I just want to address some more of that. Usually the office of the prophet, that person being groomed, can be, and I'm going to refer to my book, you're, you're put in the family you're supposed to be put in. You're put in the city, the town, the state, here in America, I'll just say it like that. You are put right where you're supposed to be because you're going to affect a certain culture or a certain people group or a certain region. Okay, so in, in the growing up part of it, as um, you know, God is grooming you to do this, you often are so like not acceptable to so many people. Part of that's for their own protection. <laughs> The other Never part of it that way. No, it is. <laughs> it totally is. Part of it's for your uh, for your relationship with God, and the other part of it, I think, often is what I understand is that has to happen, and then they get a lot of healing also and deliverance. So then the person's personality can come out also, and I'm going to speak to that part often. People don't understand that even the office of the prophet, they still have a personality. They're still people. God still loves them. They still have desires and dreams and wants and needs just like everyone else. So however that prophet gets sent into a, a situation, an area, an arena, it doesn't matter. God uses however he created them. He just uses however he created them to be in that particular area. Or you have to think of it like weaving a garment. You know, somebody may have a bunch of different talents and he may not be really good at all of them, but it's like to weave it in because that person can flow and go back and forth to accomplish those things, to bring people together, let's say or bring this group or bring peace or solutions. See, and that's another thing. A prophet's gonna have an amazing amount of wisdom in love to solve problems. Yes. And they're willing to go through it. The prophet's willing to go through the dirt. The prophet's willing to get drugged through the mud. They're yes. willing, They'll the sacrificial part of the prophet will go through a tremendous amount of ugly to be used. Well, a lot of prophets are forerunners. That They're too. trailblazers. Yes. And as far as uh, problem solvers, they can just, des they have a, uh, the principle of design is, is at work, mm -hmm. which is something that Arthur Burke talks about uh, with his redemptive gifts of the spirit. Um, but what that really means is that I was going to say we again, uh -huh. are able to solve problems, yes. uh, um, design things, men, you know, yeah. come up with solutions. Yes. We're writing policies and procedures. Yes. We're 
you know, we're always taking the big picture, yes. macro view mm -hmm. of things and able to see what's wrong with it mm -hmm. pretty quickly mm -hmm. and then come up with a solution for it. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's the, everybody else needs to, if they're respectful of the office of profit, mm -hmm. they'll respect the solutions. Yes. And so that's where we get a lot of challenge and a lot of pushback mm -hmm. is that, yes. you know, the prophet comes up with an idea, not an idea, but a, a solution for something. Mm -hmm. And everybody else is like hemming and hawing mm -hmm. and they don't, you know, there's no respect there. So they don't want to make the change. Right. You know, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, I know. It, <laughs> and that's another thing. There are often well not received because they uh, they come across as quote unquote knowing too much but i'm going to refer back to what you just said they operate out of the bigger picture because we have to mm -hmm. although no we don't know everything we prophesy in part no part what that really speaks to is god has all the answers we don't but we have i'm going to say a bigger grip on what we need to understand. We have a bigger picture for our own call. It's a just a bigger picture. It doesn't mean that we're, how do you call that? Um, trying to flaunt it. That's not what we're doing. Especially oh, when it's, me. right, it doesn't have anything to do with that. Right, it has nothing, <laughs> I know, it has zero to do with that. It has everything to do with, I believe a lot of times it's a lot of that problem solving the wisdom the, you know, I know people that have been called into uh, church splits, things like that, things that are really difficult. So often the prophet has a lot of that going on. They have a lot of job title, job hats. They have a lot going on there. Right. Often. <laughs> yes. So, you know, just very quickly to go back to that uh, intercessor, highly prophetic person, you know, they're their lives don't show often that they've gone through all of that. And often the office of the prophet is drawn to political things, governmental things, uh, how things work, uh, the problem solving. And it's a mixture of all of it that all works together. Absolutely. It's not just, well, uh, you know, okay, I accurately saw this happen as the prophet can see all the pieces to the puzzle. Yes. And the puzzle doesn't even have to be put together yet. Nope. And, and they don't it, have to know it all either. They just can see it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. interesting. So there's, you know, I didn't want to get too crazy about all the steps, but I did want to bring this forward. You know, and I'm going to read a little bit more of this too. Um, just a couple more paragraphs out of this first chapter I have. Um, Moses had to have people skills under pressure of being captured himself and becoming an indentured slave. Moses had to believe what God told him to say and in the results of what he said. So the prophet will speak something out knowing he could very well be a product of backlash. Sure. Look at the Pharaoh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, let me see here. Where did we go? Moses had to believe that God's people would be released. 
Moses couldn't be moved by the fact that Pharaoh would make the children of Israel's jobs even harder to the point of death. Moses had to have a heart to withstand the pressure that Pharaoh put on the people. He was in the need of being consoled by God. The prophet has no idea about what is ahead of them in many ways, even though they hear God clearly and have a general idea of what's on the heart of God at any given time. They are required to be obedient to that instruction and move forward with what God has told them. They know that the instruction carries them far out into the future to what they need to know and what's coming. I love that. Yeah. yeah. So the office of the prophet is a much more detailed job title than just being prophetic. Right. And again, you can even see things that are out there, or you may have a wind and understand certain things, but that prophet has, is, he's multidimensional, he's multifaceted, because he's, he's almost like the, what do you call that, the buffer between God and the people kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. He's encouraging and teaching this, you know, the prophets of return is Nehemiah, who else is in that chapter? Um, they're building the wall. Ezra and the third one I always forget. But those three prophets are called the prophets of return. Well, return of what? It's return to the ways of God. So they were building, teaching, and doing warfare all at the same time. And, you know, like, am I going to die? Right. You know? And anticipating what God was going to do. So the prophet carries a lot in his heart for what God is doing. He's birthing things. He's birthing nations. A prophet births a nation. So it's hard for people to understand that the office of the prophet is highly different than being prophetic. Right. And highly prophetic. Uh, again, Mike Bickle's book is amazing for that. It was a really good book. So that's kind of what I wanted to point out today. I didn't want to get into too much of all the steps because there's so much to say about the subject. But... Um, the prophets do only come on the scene when they're needed as, as well as the apostles. And God's been quiet for a long time until recently. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? <laughs> wow. So anyway, I don't know. What else do you think? Anything else? I think we've covered a lot, even though we could probably sit here another couple of hours. Easily. And talk about it. Mm -hmm. But yeah. So anyhow, spread the word. Be you, share you. Bye. Production and editing done in-house at Hardwired for Life. Music by Alexander Nakaranda at Degenerate Blues.